We're gonna go ahead and get started with our very first speaker, and I can't be any more excited. I mean, I think he's more excited than me normally, but he is a firecracker. His enthusiasm is relentless. He has a heart of gold. Let's give it up for Patrick Switek. Thank you so much, Stephanie. So today I'm gonna be talking about <clears throat> two things. I'm gonna start out this conference and really just give you guys a uh, multifaceted thing. One is I want to make sure that you guys know who I am. <clears throat> That's really important. And two, I want you guys to know some takeaways that you guys can take from here. So you might be thinking to yourself, what is this 14-year-old doing on stage <laughs> teaching me about short-term rentals? Like, what does he know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not 14, but I was at, at a certain point. And at 14, I was actually, I started my own company. <clears throat> so while people were being nerds and, I don't know, doing other things like picking up girls, I was making money and building a game server and gaming with people. And the big thing is I made $40,000 a year in sales. I had you know, a staff of 15 people that I was already managing. Imagine a 16-year-old managing <clears throat> 15 people. That's just, it was surreal. And having 500 plus customers globally, and just pretty much sold the company when I turned 18 years old. At 18, I have all this money. It's like, great, now what do I do? Like, I love entrepreneurship, what, what's next? And so we started a bunch of different companies. Guatemalan Relief Program was a charity that I started to help fund seeds to people in Guatemala. That was a great experience. I've also done Crush, which was a video dating app, and also Arctic Chase, which is another game app that I pretty much developed. Uh, 21 was the time when really things started to kick off because this one startup actually made rounds. We raised venture capital for this startup. It was menu three. Menu three, as you can tell by the pictures, that's Panera Bread, Red Bulls. I don't know who's, who's been Panera Bread and had their Red Bulls. That is so realistic. That, looked, that looks like real, like, that's a 3D model. That's not even like real. And we would be able to put it on the table right in front of you. And that was like what we were developing. And we got a lot of attention, things, things happened. We had a staff of 10 employees and we're doing proprietary software that was revolutionary at the time. We're doing QR codes before QR codes were a thing, you know, in 2019 or 2018 or something like that. We were featured in multiple news sources and we got into a top educational accelerator. So that was, that was awesome. That was like where I was like, okay, this is awesome. And you can see right here, this is actually us on ABC News Live. It was a great experience. Definitely learned a little bit about managing teams. At this point, I was really structuring on how I can scale. And I really loved leadership and all those kind of things. Um, eventually, it didn't work out. There's not that much money in restaurants. <laughs> the margins are really thin. And I realized this is not really what I want to do because my mouth was watering every day I went to work. And I was always hungry, and I was like, okay, I'm gaining weight. Like, I gotta stop. <laughs> like, I'm always looking at food. Moved to LA. So, at age 23, I'm in LA. And has anybody ever heard of Avance Day? Anybody? A few people. Okay. Well, Avance Day is a short term rental arbitrage company. They take these mansions, essentially, and they get a long-term lease on them, and then they make more money through short-term rentals. They were doing this in 2019. So I was a product manager for Avance Day. And that's actually an example of a house um, that Avance Day um, 
has on their platform. They, we helped them scale from 200 to 1,000 plus houses. So it was an amazing experience. I learned how to scale short-term rentals, and I fell in love. I was like, this is, this is amazing, you know? Then the year of crisis happens. COVID happens. And that, that, a lot of people can probably, has, has anybody faced, like, setbacks when COVID happened? Was, was that just me? or <laughs> not? Wow, you guys are, <laughs> you guys are, like, on it. But for me, it was, it was really tough. So my startup, so I started doing co-hosting. Right? I'm like, oh, this, there's a thing. It wasn't even called co-hosting at the time. I was like, let's do this thing. Like, and nobody wanted to rent their Airbnb. They're like, oh, well, all the cancellations are gone. Pretty much that failed. I lost three jobs in a row consecutively. And I lost my apartment and crashed my girlfriend's house. Shout out to my girlfriend. She's back there. Redhead. <laughs> Thank you. And I crashed on her couch. And that was kind of embarrassing. But that was the, the situation at the time. And so I debated going back to Chicago with my family, and I was like, this, this is over, this is it. And lo and behold, things started turning up. I got a job making $40,000 a year, not a lot, right? But I realized that my mindset needed to shift. And I'll be talking a little bit more about this later. Mindset single-handedly changed my life. And I realized that I was in this de almost depressive state because I didn't have my mind in, in the right place. And once I started really focusing on just mindset, 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 it just totally shifted. And I was able to acquire, actually, that's my first property in the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee. And pretty much made $60,000 the first year. It was great. And then I met this guy. You're probably thinking, okay, well, I have one rental, but I can only work so much, right? And, and it's, I don't want to wait 30, 40 years before I acquire enough properties to be financially free and independent and all that kind of stuff. So I basically said, you know what? I want to grow as fast as possible. How do I do that? And then I realized when I met Josh <clears throat> that this was the way to financial freedom because I can leverage what he knows and what he has that I don't have. What did I not have? I didn't have capital. I didn't have, like, I didn't have like hard money relationships or anything like that. He did. He has a, 10 years of flipping experience, over 100 houses flipped. He's 29, I'm 25, you know? So <clears throat> this worked out. And eventually that led to just <clears throat> a total, total different. Like quit my job January 2022 20, this year. Um, and we bought, now we own five short-term rentals, four in Joshua Tree, one in Tennessee. And then I started STR Nation. Um, and I helped a dozen people quit their jobs. And, you know, that couldn't have been possible without changing my mindset, meeting the right people, leveraging, doing this kind of thing. So what is our strategy, right? Our strategy is burr into Airbnb. That's what we do. So we take properties that are total blank canvas, and we totally renovate them to our specifications. Why do we do that? It's because it allows us to be more competitive than everybody else in our market. When you take something that's already done for, you're not really able to customize a lot of those aspects. So this works for us in Joshua Tree. And as you can see, it's Petit Noir is one of them. Then there's Casa Galactica and Casa Amigo. You can tell which two we named because we're not very original. <laughs> but uh, Casa was. 
And yeah, that's kind of what we've been doing. And uh, we try to differentiate through cool experiences that are going to invoke emotion, right? We don't want to be a commodity. We want to be something that's special that people can look at and be like, I don't care what it costs. I want it. And that's the emotion. Like, mommy, mommy, daddy, I want to stay there. That's so cool. Arcade games. Oh, my God, this is Mario. Like, that's what we want. You know why? Because that's what sells. Emotions sell more than any other thing. And that's kind of what we do. So you might be asking yourself, how did I buy five properties in less than one year? How did I buy four properties with zero money down out of my pocket? And how did I quit my job in just four months of real estate investing? Answer, mindset and leverage. These two concepts. And I'm gonna be going over both of these and giving you guys actionable insights that you can take home with both of, in regards to both of those. So first thing is mindset, right? It's how do you position your mind in the best possible way to be successful. And leverage is basically how to do more in less time. So just about raise of hands. Has anybody experienced roadblocks when working towards their goals? If you don't have your hand up, I, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Everyone has. So that's one thing that people think, oh, well, well, if my circumstances were different, or if this was different, or if I had more capital, I would be you know, past this roadblock. What I believe is that most roadblocks are actually mental. Because that, that could be a limiting belief that you're saying, okay, well, I don't have enough money to do this. I don't have enough time, or I don't have enough to. You can make that happen. It's just, it's totally relevant. And so these are some of my limiting beliefs. I have a story, actually. Growing up, I used to look up to um, one of my good friends. He's actually right there. His, I'm going to call you out. Um, his dad was like a good influence for me when it comes to real estate. He was a big real estate developer in Chicago. And he would always tell me all these great tips. One of the things he told me that was set as a limiting belief was in his experience, he had horrible experience with remote investing. And he told me you'd be an idiot if you did remote investing. It's like the dumbest thing you can do. And I was like, okay, well, that's not a possibility. When I moved out to LA, I don't have enough money for LA real estate. How am I gonna buy a $1.2 million house that's a 2-1? This is ridiculous. And this is not even like Beverly Hills. This is just like LA proper. <laughs> so, so I was just like, okay, well, I'm, I'm screwed. <laughs> that was my belief and I said, you know what? Like, if I can't invest out there and anywhere, then I'm, I'm done, I'm stuck. And then the, set, and the last one is, I mean, look at that. Look, look at my face. <laughs> I look like a child. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I was, I think I was like 18 there or something, but, but everyone's like, oh yeah, you're like 12. I was like, okay. <laughs> That's why I grew out this, this little stubble or whatever it's called. Um, but anyways, yeah, I'm too young. And people would tell me this throughout my life. It's like, you're too young. You're so young. You're, you're so little. Like, <laughs> and in that, like, it gets in your head. It's like, okay, well, maybe I am too young to really invest in real estate. Maybe it takes some time. I, I, I don't know. And then my life just changed. The moment that I put myself in rooms like this, groups like STR Nation, which is the, the reason why I started STR Nation, is because I opened my mind tremendously.
you don't have enough money? Well, I didn't have money, and I bought all these properties. Okay. <laughs> um, you can't remote invest? Well, 90% of people in the Smoky Mountains are remote investors. Okay. Well, I'm too young. I, I'm 23, 24. There's no way I can buy real estate. <laughs> There's 17-year-olds doing it. What are you talking about? <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is people open up your mind to different things. This, these beliefs that you guys have in your head is just a belief. It's not fact. And so here you go. 24, young as ever, signing my documents for my first property. I made it happen. Despite all those limiting beliefs. So I want you guys to take, there's, there's pens, pens and there's notebooks. If you guys want to participate in this activity, I would love for you guys to take the pen and paper. And we're going to go through a quick rundown that you guys can go through. So one, step one, I want you guys to write down your main goal that you have. There's a reason you came here. Everyone came here for a reason. What is that reason? You want to scale? Do you want to become financially free where you can travel the world? Do you want to go to your kid's you know, softball game, soccer game? What's that goal that you're really striving towards that you're not there yet? Second thing is going to be identify the limiting belief that you have when it comes to that goal. What limiting beliefs do you have around that goal? I'll give you a moment. And then I want, to, I want you guys to choose the largest limitation that's affecting your life out of all those. Take a moment. What's that belief that you have that you believe is fact? And then I want you to recognize that it's not fact. It's a belief, and you can challenge it. That voice in your head, that's, not, that's separate from your conscious. That's not you. You can challenge that voice. And then I want you guys, and, and we're kind of on time, but I want you guys to adopt the new belief. Because at the end of the day, this is how you change things. You go to networking events, you go to online, you, you prove your beliefs are wrong. You prove other people that are doing it and then figure out how they're doing it and adopt the new belief. The moment that you have the new belief, you can make it happen. So I'm going to go to the next thing because time's running out. But have you ever felt overwhelmed with so much to do and not enough time? Anybody? Everyone should be raising their hand. So there, this is the equation I came up with. Results equal work times leverage. Okay? Here's what I realized. You only have so much time and energy in a day to work, right? So you can only do so much. You, can, you can't do everything. You only have so much in a day. So my solution was let's add additional leverage points to make that work amplified, right? So more leverage equals more results. Whatever the result is, financial freedom, making more money, getting more Airbnbs, this is how you do it, right? Improve your odds in the speed through leverage. So let's give an example. There's Airbnb host number one and Airbnb host number two. Airbnb host number one, manually adjusts their pricing and guest communication. Airbnb guest number two, automates everything. 
Airbnb guest number one, set up listing once and never tweaks it. Airbnb host number two, learns to optimize the whole thing. Airbnb host number one, doesn't get involved with the community. Airbnb guest number two, networks with, networks with others to find better ways to really stand out. Airbnb host number one, does everything themselves. Airbnb host number two, helps, hires virtual assistants for help. Now tell me, which Airbnb host do you think is gonna get better results? Who thinks one? Who thinks two? There you go. Exactly. And, and why? All those different points are leverages. Everything amplifies the work that you do. If you do it manually, you're limited by time. If you have somebody else do it, you leverage time. So here are different ways that you guys can use leverage to your advantage. One way is financial leverage. Use money that you don't have. That's, that's leverage. Experience leverage. Utilize experience you don't have. Operational leverage. Utilize work you didn't do. Brand leverage. Utilize somebody else's trust. And then time leverage. Utilize somebody else's time. If you don't have time, use somebody else's time. So here's the leverage that I use for my business, and you can get an idea of how this works. Experience flipping houses. Josh had it. I didn't. We get the best hard money rates. Why? Because he has it. I don't. Two, financing properties with other people's money. I don't have the money. Other people have money. I get zero money out of pocket. Leverage. Building systems. When you build automations, you have less time doing those things. Now you're spending more time buying properties, not managing them. Realtor and wholesale relationships. People have, let's say, um, you have realtors and wholesales looking for deals for you as opposed to not. And so now you have more great deals. SGR Nation community, I just got to throw that in there. Now we can put on an amazing conference. So thanks to you guys, I was able to, I guess, leverage in the fact that you guys enjoy and want to actually be here. So how you can use leverage moving forward. This is what I'm going to tell you guys. You have to gain, you have to, to use leverage, you have to bring something to the table. You can't just be like, well, can I get your capital? Can I get this? Can I get that? Oh, by the way, I don't have anything, but you know, it's, it's totally cool. No. You have to bring something to the table. And every person here in this room has something that they can bring to the table. I don't care who you are. It's one of my pet peeves when people are like, well, I don't, I'm not talented at anything. And then they do like crazy cartwheels and like flips. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> if you know how to do video, then offer that up. Go up to an investor and say, hey, I'm down to shoot you all the time. I know you like content. Oh, I would love content, but I don't know how to edit and do all that. Great, I can do it. Teach me how to do short-term rentals. Great. Now we're, now we're in business together. Now you're learning at an accelerated rate. That's leverage. Um, so gain knowledge and skills. Networking events, conferences, YouTube, masterminds, all these things streamline your knowledge. The fact that you guys are here will make you guys so much better than if you guys were to just like go online and just search YouTube. You know, like it's accelerated knowledge. Determine what leverage you can provide. That's step number two. Three, find others with leverage you need. 
invest time into building systems to make things more efficient, and hire talent to buy your time back. Guys, if you guys are not hiring talent to buy your time back, that might be the single biggest thing that might be holding you back. And hiring talent is a whole other conversation which I'm sure Haley will go into way later. So thanks, Haley. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I'm going to leave you guys with. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being here. Please find me. I would love to talk to you guys. Thank you.